the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's Ask the Lawyer with Mike Connors. Got questions concerning elder or state law? Attorney Mike Connors has the answer. He's been recognized as one of New York's top lawyers by New York Magazine and brings nearly 40 years of experience to the table. His office number is 718-238-6500. That's 718-238-6500. Here's Mike Connors. We are gathered here on hallowed ground. Welcome to Ask the Lawyer with me, Mike Connors. This show is in two parts. The first part of the show, we talk estate planning and elder law. And the idea behind estate planning is to pass assets from one generation to the next, paying the least amount in taxes we need to pay legally, avoiding going through court, avoiding probate, and as far as elder law is concerned, trying to save assets from nursing home bills. The second part of the show, we talk about politics, history, religion, and we'll get into that a little bit later. And as most of you know, we start our show with one of the attorneys who work here to start discussing some estate planning issues. And we have Nicole Donnelly on today. Hello, hello, everyone. All right, so Nicole, you, what's your question and what's your comment? It's not my question, Mr. Connors. We already know I'm a veteran here. I've been here almost my whole life, it feels like. It's what I've seen come up with our clients. And a lot of what's coming up lately is what are the differences between an LLC and a trust? So tell our listeners what the differences are. You kind of set me back on that one because the two have nothing, I shouldn't say they have nothing to do with each other, but they're two totally separate entities. Now you know how I feel when I have to explain this and answer that question. I feel like I want to bang my head against the wall. So maybe you can avoid this for me by telling the listeners what the differences are. That way I don't have to. Okay, well, the trust is, is is a vehicle we use as what we call testamentary substitute instead of using the will. So the assets in the trust, usually it's a family contract between parents and children. It could be between uncle and aunt, nephews and nieces, whatever. But it's a contract between parents and children. It's parents' house. As long as the parents are alive after they're gone, it goes straight to the kids like an insurance policy. The beneficiaries on an insurance policy can cash in a policy a few days after you're gone. With a death certificate, the beneficiaries of your trust agreement, let's say your house is in a trust, can sell your house a few days after you're gone with a death certificate. There's no court. There's no probate. Ordinarily, the assets go out tax-free. And when I say ordinarily, 
As of January 1st, it's going to be $6,908,000 tax-free, which means if we have a husband and wife, husband leaves $6,900,000 plus to the children, wife can leave $6,900,000 plus to the children, we can get almost $14 million out completely tax-free through a trust agreement in New York State. The federal amounts are going to be over $13 million next year. I don't think we have the exact numbers yet. But with inflation, it'll be over $13 million, which means $13 million federally for husband, $13 million federally for wife. Now, an LLC is usually a vehicle. It's one of the most efficient ways to hold real estate if you're worried about lawsuits and things like that. In the old days, we used to do corporations before the LLC was created. And the LLC is kind of like a corporation, but it's a little bit easier to work with tax-wise. So the LLC is a sort of like a corporation, a formal corporation. And the reason you do an LLC, let's say you have an investment property. You have a, a house, six-family house or something. You put your house in that LLC. You put that building in your LLC. And if there's a lawsuit, let's say there's a fire in the building, you get sued for millions of dollars, they can't touch your other assets because it's separated for you. It's an old LLC. Now, like I said, 25 years ago, we used to do corporations, but the LLC has some tax advantages over the corporation. One, you can be taxed just as if you own the building outright. One, two, there's certain tax benefits. If you have a corporation, let's say you, you bought a building years ago and it went up in value. If you have a corporation, you sell the building, you're paying capital gains on the building, then you dissolve the corporation, you're paying capital gains on the shares of stock of the corporation. Now, if you have an S corporation, you can avoid some of those taxes, but an LLC, you hold the building in an LLC, you pass away, and then you get what's called a stepped-up basis. Your children can sell the property outright. But here's what I think your comment was earlier. People think that if you have your assets in an LLC, it's not going to go through probate. So that's my next point, right? When we talk about estate planning gone wrong, which is my favorite thing to talk about because I find it fascinating how certain things are misconstrued usually off of Google posts, so don't read Google. People really do believe that if they put their assets in an LLC, they avoid probate. Would that be estate planning gone right or estate planning gone wrong? Tell the people, please. Okay. If you own membership shares in an LLC, that does not avoid probate. Now, a trust can own the membership shares in an LLC, and then we do avoid probate. So basically, let's say, again, you have this six-family building. It doesn't have to be a six-family. It could be a two-family. It could be any kind of real estate. It might be a vacant lot or something somewhere. But let's say you, you have this six-family building you have in an LLC. Then the membership shares of the LLC are, are held by a trust. And a trust is not a separate entity. It's, it's people. Trust has to be people. Of course, a corporation could be a trustee. But ordinarily, it's going to be people. So let's say your trustees are a combination of your children. If you want to protect those assets from medical bills, nursing home bills, if you're not worried about that, you got long-term care insurance, uh, you have significant income, and you're not worried about nursing home bills, you can be the trustee. And basically, you as trustee own the shares, the membership shares of the LLC, and that will avoid probate 
and we'll get the assets out, usually tax-free, with the numbers we're talking about again. As of January 1st, right now, it's going to be $6,908,000 husband, $6,908,000 wife. And an, another misconception sometimes is estate planning gone wrong. Husband leaves everything wife. They have an $8 million estate. Husband leaves everything to wife. Wife does no planning. Wife dies, leaves $8 million to the kids. The kids under current law are going to have to pay about $800,000 in taxes. And that is a sin. What can they do instead of paying $800,000 in taxes? Is there any other options if there is no planning done? Well, we can do we can do a trust with two parts, what we call an A and B trust. We can do two separate trusts depending on the circumstances, especially if it's children from different marriages and we have children from one marriage are part of one trust and children from the other marriage are part of the other trust. Or we can do one trust with two parts. And basically, we break it up. So if, let's say, we have a $10 million property in the trust, we have a husband and wife, half the property could belong to the husband's estate, half the property could go to the wife's estate, and in that case, the survivor hopefully stays under $7 million, and then we get the whole estate out tax-free. And even if we don't, there are obviously other things we can do. There's always something we can do. If you own an insurance policy, if you own an insurance policy on the day you die, that insurance policy is taxable to your state, let's say if you're over $7 million. If you're under $7 million, it really doesn't matter. It's taxable, but we don't pay a tax if you're under $7 million. So here's one of the things, too. If you're in that ballpark, you have a sizable life insurance policy, you may want to put that life insurance policy in an irrevocable trust. You don't own it on the day you're gone. Now, you got to live three years for it to be, you know, absolute. But, again, you have nothing to lose by starting the three years. So if, let's say you have a, a, an $8 million state and you got a million-dollar life insurance policy. You give that life insurance policy to a trust. You live the three years, and then that life insurance policy is not taxable, and hopefully we get the whole $8 million out tax-free. If, God forbid, you pass away within that time, it is taxable. Of course, we still have the insurance then to pay the tax if we need it. And now that you touched upon the uh, irrevocable trust for insurance policies, not to confuse our listeners, can you explain the differences between what the irrevocable trust for the insurance policy looks like as opposed to the irrevocable trust that we do for properties and, you know, just to avoid probate and protect against Medicaid? Because that's a big misconception. Right. A lot of people read, and that's one of the things, you know, like you made a good point. Do not read Google and I'm not knocking Google necessarily. I am. <laughs> but do not read articles, you know, on Yahoo, Google, or whatever, because the problem is they're obviously not talking to you specifically, one. Two, the writer may not have any clue as to New York law. And three, some of the articles are written, and I, I swear about this one, some of the articles seem to me to be written by lawyers who don't have a job, and they're making the stuff half up. Or they really, they're reading out of a book and they don't know the practical circumstances behind it. In New York, we're very lucky we can do, let's say you own real estate, we're very lucky we can do an irrevocable trust that can be changed. And it's kind of a hybrid trust and people always are, you know, a little confused by that. I can do an irrevocable trust and I can change it? Yes. New York state law allows you to change an irrevocable trust. So let's say you have an irrevocable trust in your real estate, your house is in there, 
and your irrevocable trust says, I leave everything to my three children and three equal shares. One of your children gets in trouble, gets married, divorced, remarried. You're not too crazy about the next spouse. You want to protect it and make sure that that share, maybe that that share of the trust goes for the benefit of your son while he's alive, but after he's gone, that it goes to your grandchildren. You can change that in an irrevocable trust. You can change the beneficiaries. You get in a fight with one kid, maybe you leave it to the other two. Uh, you can always change an irrevocable trust in New York, and no matter what set of circumstances you give us, if we do the planning from the beginning, we can amend an irrevocable trust in New York. We're very lucky about that. Now, if we do an irrevocable trust for life insurance, we're very limited in the changes we can do. But ordinarily, if you have a life insurance policy, the last thing you want to do is you become a senior citizen and cash that policy in. So what we do then is do an irrevocable trust, which is a gift. The value of the policy, whatever the value is, we do have to file a gift tax return on it. And very, very limited in the changes we can make. But then that way we protect that policy from taxes. And then your children have that, let's say if it's a million-dollar policy, your children have that million dollars to pay the taxes, but that policy is not taxed. So that's one of the things. If you if you're in that ballpark where you have more than seven million dollars worth of assets, you own a life insurance policy that's worth money. We want to put it in a truly irrevocable trust. If you have real estate and you want to protect that real estate from medical bills and uh, medical bills not covered by insurance, then we want to do a trust on that. We put the house in an irrevocable trust. But an irrevocable trust under New York State law that we can change the beneficiaries, we can change the trustees, we do have a lot of control of it, even though technically it is irrevocable. There, you know, when we talk about an irrevocable trust to hold assets, a living trust to hold assets, we put it, we put it in the trust while we're alive, goes out tax-free to the heirs according to the numbers we talked about earlier, and we still can change the beneficiaries. We're very lucky in New York. We can change an irrevocable trust. And that's the problem sometimes. If you read Google, let's say, it talks about an irrevocable trust. You can't change it because they're writing the article for the all 50 states. And, and the laws are not the same in all of the 50 states, obviously. In New York, we have very liberal laws on amending irrevocable trusts in New York. Now, I have another good question that comes up at times going back to the LLCs. What do we tell our clients that say, no, 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 I don't want to do a power of attorney because I don't want my agent to get involved in my LLC. I'm telling you, Google is ruining the profession for us. I don't know what to say. I get these questions all the time. All right. I don't quite understand. You don't want to do a power of attorney because you don't want your family member to change anything. They feel like they'll be able to go and collect rents and change things and do things. Is that a real fear? Well, it, it might be, but you got to be careful who you put on your power of attorney. You know, 90% of the time, the powers of attorney we do are, are family members, and I hope you can trust your family. Listen, the alternative sometimes to not having a power of attorney, God forbid you have a stroke or another disabling illness, then the court appoints somebody and even if you have the most honest court-appointed attorney managing things, the bureaucracy is so intense, you're going to lose an awful lot of money through the court bureaucracy. You're paying for your own lawyers. You're paying for a court-appointed lawyer. You're paying for what's called a court evaluator. 
And everything you do, you turn left, you turn right, you got to report it to court and get court permission. And like I said, even with the most most honest court-appointed lawyer, you're going to lose a lot of money. And, you know, a lot of the court-appointed lawyers really, in my opinion, and maybe this is wrong, some of them just don't care. And they don't care if they waste your money and they don't care if your money gets, you know, excuse the language, pissed down the drain. So... You know, I, I would ordinarily say, isn't there somebody in your family you can trust? Now, if you want to put some provisions in your power of attorney, we can do that. I mean, we can put in the power of attorney that nobody can use the power of attorney until a medical doctor or a psychiatrist, if that's what you want, writes a letter saying that you're not, you don't have legal capacity to handle your affairs in a competent manner. We can put that in your power of attorney. We do it at it, 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 Connors and Sullivan. It's a standard clause to put in the power of attorney that the person who's on the power of attorney cannot change your estate plan. So if your power of attorney, if your will says I leave everything to my children in three equal shares, your power of attorney can't just arbitrarily change that. They have to follow your plan that it's three equal shares. And the question is, I know the question might be, could the power of attorney possibly steal? Could they take some assets? Yes, you can. A power of attorney, you give them a lot of power, but... In my experience, I'd rather trust my family members than I would like to trust the court system. So, you know, yeah, but we can put different riders in there. We can, you know, if you have three kids, we can make all three power of attorney. So hopefully they can check on each other if that's the problem. But in my, my opinion, 90% of the time, if not more, you're much better off having one of your family members as power of attorney than leaving it up to the court system. And I really can't think of any example where the court system would be more efficient than your family because if you go through court every little transaction has to be approved by the court at the end of the year and then sometimes if it goes through that you pass away sometimes your heirs don't get your house for three four five years in covid it was probably close to five years so the, the court system is incredibly slow you don't want to go through the court system we want to keep things out of court one of the ways you can do that you do a trust if you want to protect your assets from lawsuits and LLC, you know, that helps. And, and you might say, well, what? why do I need an LLC? I've got good insurance. Well, 90, 95% of the time, if you have a good insurance policy, especially if you have an umbrella policy, you're going to be protected from those lawsuits. The LLC helps even if you have good insurance. If there's somehow some lawsuit that's not covered by your insurance, let's say, you have an apartment building, there's a fire, and a lot of kids got seriously injured, and maybe your insurance limits don't cover everything, that's where the LLC would come into play. Um, you know, you hit somebody in your car, your umbrella policy doesn't cover everything, or maybe the insurance company is trying to weasel out, then if your assets are in an LLC, you're much better off they're protected from different lawsuits. And there's no one right answer for everybody. But if you want to come in and we talk it over, um, I'll give you an estimate. If you see me, I'll give you an estimate based on my experience. And you can go from there. There's no one right answer for everybody. Because like we always say, the one wrong answer is not to do anything. The worst part of estate planning is not to plan at all. And of course, if you have a relative there who speaks Spanish, Nicole, I think you'll be able to see them, right? Yes, I will. I am the Spanish-speaking attorney, so we estate plan in many different languages here at Connors and Sullivan. Um, so let's just not single out the Spanish. We got a lot more going on here. Mikey, do you yeah. have the list? If for you us? wanna, yeah, absolutely. 
if you want to know what languages you can come in and speak to us, um, of course, English, then Spanish, we just talked about, Italian, Greek, Russian, Ukrainian, Polish, Romanian, Mandarin, Cantonese, Fusionese, Tagalog, and Hindi. We're not limiting ourselves here at Connors and Sullivan. <laughs> <laughs> well, we don't have anybody who speaks, you know, Finnish. We're not going to focus on what we don't have when we have so much. And, you know, one more point when it comes to the, the doing research on your own. You know, two things, and this goes for any research, not just trying to look up stuff on law, but you've got to keep two things in mind. Um, who's being paid to write this and who's paying them with any source? So that's just got to be one of those things in the back of your head. And it's, you know, it's not going to be tailored to you. It, when it comes to things you want tailored to you, that's even, you're, it's basically like WebMD. Yeah, you can look at symptoms, but at the end of the day, you're going to need a doctor if you're sick. Well, that's one of the points, again, and I have to bring this up all the time when I'm speaking to people. You know, some of the articles on the Internet really are very good, and I can learn something from them. But at the same time, some of the articles are, again, written by people. I, I think some of the articles are written by people who are not even lawyers. Some might even be written by AI these days. Keep that in mind, just to generate clicks. No, I'm serious. Most of the good articles are on page five. They're never at the top for whatever reason. I don't know why that is. <laughs> I haven't because they're not designed for clicks. They're designed to actually answer a question. Right. Yeah. Search so, engine optimization is a SEO, as they refer to it, is a bane on all I internet didn't writing. Think AI right. is writing some of these. AI articles. can write you anything. There was a wasn't there a case where a guy gave in his briefing written by yes. AI? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's a guy who didn't deserve to be a lawyer, but that's besides the point. There, I think there are more than a few of those. <laughs> all right, all right. We're not going to get into the president right now. <laughs> He's got enough problems getting through his day. <laughs> all right, so we're going to take a short break. You're listening to Ask the Lawyer with me, Mike Connors, ably assisted by Nicole Donnelly. It's always a pleasure to be here. And my son, Michael. Thanks so much for joining us. How can I protect my family if something happens to me? What if I need to go to a nursing home? What will happen to our savings, our home? What's the best way to give my home to my kids? Who will help us take care of Grandpa? These and many other questions can be answered with a phone call to Connors & Sullivan Attorneys at Law, PLLC, 718-238-6500. Mike Connors, one of New York Magazine's top lawyers, has over 30 years of estate planning and elder law experience. Mike and his team of professionals will help you protect your assets from probate, taxes, and nursing home costs so you can have peace of mind knowing you and your family will be taken care of and protected. I'm Mike Connors, founder of Connors & Sullivan. People don't plan to fail, they fail to plan. The time to plan is now. I'm Beth Connors. Call today for a free initial consultation with one of our experienced lawyers. Connors and Sullivan in Brooklyn, Queens, Manhattan, and Staten Island. Call 718-238-6500. 718-238-6500 or connorsandsullivan.com. If you're a homeowner age 62 or older and are finding it harder to pay off debt, or how about enjoying your retirement years with less stress? A home equity conversion mortgage may be the answer for you and your family. Hi, this is Frank Melia, a certified mortgage planner, and I've helped countless homeowners all over the tri-state area tap into a little or a lot of their home equity so they can use it right now. Give me a call so our team here at Contour Mortgage can show you how the loan program works and how much you and your family may qualify for. 
My job is to help you find the best solution for your retirement goals. I do this by educating homeowners with straightforward information and answers. It's free to call and speak with me, Frank Melia, to determine if this mortgage program might be able to help you and your loved ones now. Call and speak with me. I'll answer your questions and help you decide if a reverse mortgage is right for you and your family. Make the call now, 888-954-7463. Once again, that's 888-954-7463, and you could be on your way to a better retirement. Frank Melia, NMLS number 62591, Contour Mortgage Corporation, NMLS number 34384, 990 Stewart Avenue, Suite 660, Garden City, New York, 11530, Licensed Mortgage Banker, New York State Department of Financial Services. Do you have somewhere to sleep? Did you eat today? Are you making ends meet? For thousands of New Yorkers, the answer is no. For children and youth, adults, seniors, people struggling with addiction or mental illness, and for the isolated, Catholic Charities of Brooklyn and Queens is there. With 160 programs and more than 4,500 units of affordable housing, Catholic Charities is one of the largest multi-service charitable organizations in the nation. We help change lives and build communities. If you or someone you know needs assistance, call 718-722-6001 or visit CCB. Do you know how many Christians live in the Middle East? Six million people. Do you know how many Christians need your help? Every single one. Do you know what we can do? With St. Francis in Beirut, we can give them hope. We can give them medicines. We can give them medical equipment. We can give them everything they're looking for because some others decided to remove Christianity from the Middle East. But if we will help them every single day, not just to feed them or clothing, it's all about giving them another day with the idea that they are recognized, that we love them, there are cousins, sisters, there are roots. So, St. Francis in Beirut, it's all about helping Christians. And you can be part of that help too. If you want to help Father Paul in his mission, send your donations to St. Francis in Beirut, 213 Stanton Street, New York, New York, 10002. Welcome back to Ask the Lawyer with me, Mike Connors, uh, now accompanied by my wife, Beth. Hey, everybody. Still by her son, Michael. Thanks so much for being here with us. And I think Otto's in the room somewhere, isn't he? Yes, he he is. He's guarding the door. Okay. So we just took a trip to Texas, and Beth, I think maybe this is more your Oh, we had you a may great want to talk time. About it. Yeah, we had a great time. Um, you know, last year was the first uh, big party we had for the big cure, and many of y'all may know the 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 story with that. You know, the John Wayne Cancer Institute. Um, we had been working with them for years, raising money um, to fight cancer, can- doing cancer research, and then the hospital. Out in California, um, Santa Monica, St. John's University Hospital decided, well, you know, John Wayne is, you know, he's not cool anymore, whether you want to call it woke or whatever, but they were embarrassed to be associated. So overnight, literally, um, I got a phone call um on a jan- first week in January from um, our friend Anita LaCava Swift, who's John Wayne's oldest granddaughter. 
And she said, did you see what happened? And I said, no, what happened? And she said, well, they just removed the John Wayne Cancer Institute's name from the hospital, just took it down. And um, the the family wasn't told. The the doctors who were their, their residents weren't told. Nobody knew about it. And it was just heartbreaking. And... Um, I'm on the phone with Anita, not believing it. And then I said, is it okay if I call my brother? Um, and my brother, Dr. Ted Mitchell, right now is the chancellor of Texas Tech University in Lubbock, Texas. And he had been the head of their, um, the president of their um, medical school, the medical complex. Uh, before he was chancellor. And so I called my brother and I told him what happened. And I said, would Texas Tech and all of the medical, all of the the hospitals and smaller colleges, you know, that are affiliated with Texas Tech, would, would, would they be interested in working with the John Wayne family to do cancer research? And he said, oh, that would be great. So within just a couple of days, um, there was there had there existed a John Wayne Cancer Foundation, which was different from the institute, and so I got Ethan Wayne was the head of the John Wayne Cancer Foundation, and I got him talking with my brother. Dr. Mitchell, and um, they hit it off. Everybody hit it off. And so, hooray. Last year, a year ago, was the opening splash for the Big Cure. And Texas Tech now has an endowment, the Big Cure Endowment, which is a combination of the John Wayne Cancer Foundation and Texas Tech University for um, doing cancer research. And, you know, there it's, it's just wonderful. It was so heartbreaking. Mike, we had gone to um, Santa Monica, what, about four years ago? Yeah, I guess I don't remember when. But, it was, but about four or five years ago. January. Yeah. And we saw the hospital the the before they took the name off, but the John Wayne Cancer Institute had this huge wing. And I don't know how big that room was with all the refrigerators. And for 30, 40 years, they had been collecting sample cancer samples. And with each one of these samples, they were saying what what treatment it was, what type of cancer it was, what treatment they had done. Did it work? Did it not work? Because um, I don't know if y'all remember, but um, John Wayne, you know, he got cancer. He battled it and he battled back from it. But then finally, um, it just it, it got him. And on at, toward the end, when he knew there was nothing there could do, he said, well, look, use me as a guinea pig. You know, see what see what you can do, and um and the family promised him. You know what? We'll we'll keep this. We we will continue cancer research in your name, and they have done that the whole time. And there was a giant room with all of these cancer things out in at the in Santa Monica. And it's when they took the the name off the wall and everything, it's like this hospital just stole 
all the research that the family had, you know, raised all this millions and millions of dollars um, in John Wayne's name. I just, I, I couldn't believe it. I know I've, I've said this before on the radio, tried not to too much. But anyway, so this time we went down and what the John Wayne Cancer Foundation had done so much they would run what is it mike 5k yeah 5k runs and they they get a lot of people from all over the country they go different places and they do these 5k runs to raise money and everybody gets together and um so they had been raising money so now it's it's with the big cure at texas tech and um so this time we're getting we we had known from the institute Patrick Wayne and Anita Lacava Swift. We had gotten to know them very well as well as some of the doctors. Um the doctors had come into New York City and had been on Mike's radio show. So um we had just gotten to know them, but we hadn't really gotten to know the people from the um, foundation too much. So this time it was so nice. We, Ethan Wayne with him again. And, um, was it Marissa? And I think two of her children were there. So we, we broaden our, our, our family, you know, with more Waynes. And it's just, it's very nice, but what a, it was a lovely event. Um, so if anybody is interested, I know this is Thanksgiving, and I know we talk about charitable giving a lot, but if anybody is interested in cancer research, I'm telling you right now, there's no family more committed to this than, than John Wayne's family. It's, a, it's, it's their life's mission. But... Um, you know, well, we all, and we also saw my family because when we got down there, we had a family reunion. So, um, at the big dinner, of course, there were, well, Michael, you, you take over because you were, you were talking with Chris a lot. Well, but, yeah, my, um, one of my cousins got back recently from army service over in Europe. So it was good catching up with him. I'm glad he was able to make the dinner. But, um, and then your uncle Ted and Aunt Janet. Well, the fact that Texas Tech has stepped up to join in on this is just, really magnificent in turn i mean i know the wayne family are very happy it's and it seems like you know last year to this year a lot more members of the wayne family were there it's almost like they got hope revitalized after the awful debacle with st Absolutely. john's in california that all of a sudden yeah the legacy is going to keep marching along we're going to try to have one of the runs up here in new york city they're going to do a 5k in central park now that'll be we'll we'll keep y'all you know we'll let you know what's going Probably on. Probably be interrupted by migrants. Oh stop! Oh don't say that! <laughs> Please don't say that. No, we we gotta stay positive with all this. Oh my goodness! But that would that would be lovely, and that'd be in the spring, right? They're, that's what they're trying to go I, for I, the I spring. Didn't hear that, so that's was, what they're I trying was for. To do that conversation. No, but it was a lovely, lovely time. And then on our way back, we had the big family reunion in Longview. But um, I am so, we have been blessed to know the the Wayne family. And, you know, both of my parents died from cancer. Um, Mike, there's cancer in your family. So, um 
I don't know any, I don't know any better group to oversee. And, and that's what my brother, uh, he said, we, I said, St. John's University, St. just stole that money. And he says, we won't do that. There is a specific endowment for Texas Tech and the John Wayne Cancer Foundation. And nobody can steal that money. It's just from them. So, Mike, you enjoyed yourself. You wore your hat, you know. You know it's the, only, the only time I wear my cowboy hat is either in <laughs> Oklahoma or Texas. Not any, not any place in between. It doesn't quite fit in Brooklyn. No. <laughs> so, Somebody might make fun of you, and that would be a shame, but they might. Yeah. But uh, one of the things I do like about it, the dinner was in Fort Worth, Texas. And I really do like the old Fort Worth, the stockyards there. Right, I mean, it's a, it's right. a great part of town. Uh, you know, a little bit of nostalgia. We didn't really get a chance to go to any of the restaurants or whatever there because we were really only in Fort Worth two days. And we were there. It's the Drover Hotel. That's where yeah. we stay, and it's usually just fantastic. It was still beautiful, but it was the night TCU was playing the University of Texas. So it was wild and crazy and packed. But um, Of course, I was smart and stayed in a nice, quiet hotel on the... <laughs> outskirts but hey, you were doing some work that's yeah. okay <laughs> so i i had plenty of peace while they had a raucous football oh, crowd oh my goodness all right so i guess we're going to take a short break we'll be back in a few minutes you're listening to ask the lawyer with me mike Connors, accompanied by my wife beth yep and my son michael thanks so much for joining us and one last note you know as this is thanksgiving i mean since we've been talking about charity and all that stuff, you know, there's no better way to give thanks than to select whatever cause you find nearest and dearest to your heart and think about how you might be able to give to them. Hi, this is Patrick Wayne. I had the good fortune to be raised by a man of strength and courage, a man of true grit. My father, John Wayne, died of stomach cancer in 1979, and in his characteristic style, he ignored advice to keep his disease quiet and campaigned publicly to encourage preventive treatments. He inspired our family to carry on that mission and to fight what my dad called the Big C. All this has been made possible by my father's legacy of determination and a community of supporters who have helped expand upon that legacy. If you'd like to know more about what the Wayne family is doing to fight cancer, just go to johnwayne.org. The Guild for Exceptional Children, or GEC, has been providing excellent care to children and adults with developmental disabilities since 1958. It is our mission to help build better lives and brighter futures for the people in our care. We serve nearly 1,000 individuals each day and are proud that 90 cents of every dollar is used for actual services. Please visit www.gecbklyn.org or call 718-833-6633 to learn more. If you're a homeowner age 62 or older and are finding it harder to pay off debt, or how about enjoying your retirement years with less stress, a home equity conversion mortgage may be the answer for you and your family. 
Hi, this is Frank Melia, a certified mortgage planner, and I've helped countless homeowners all over the tri-state area tap into a little or a lot of their home equity so they can use it right now. Give me a call so our team here at Contour Mortgage can show you how the loan program works and how much you and your family may qualify for. My job is to help you find the best solution for your retirement goals. I do this by educating homeowners with straightforward information and answers. It's free to call and speak with me, Frank Melia, to determine if this mortgage program might be able to help you and your loved ones now. Call and speak with me. I'll answer your questions and help you decide if a reverse mortgage is right for you and your family. Make the call now, 888-954-7463. Once again, that's 888-954-7463, and you could be on your way to a better retirement. Frank Melia, NMLS number 62591, Contour Mortgage Corporation, NMLS number 34384, 990 Stewart Avenue, Suite 660, Garden City, New York, 11530, Licensed Mortgage Banker, New York State Department of Financial Services. How can I protect my family if something happens to me? What if I need to go to a nursing home? What will happen to our savings, our home? What's the best way to give my home to my kids? Who will help us take care of Grandpa? These and many other questions can be answered with a phone call to Connors & Sullivan Attorneys at Law, PLLC, 718-238-6500. Mike Connors, one of New York Magazine's top lawyers, has over 30 years of estate planning and elder law experience. Mike and his team of professionals will help you protect your assets from probate, taxes, and nursing home costs so you can have peace of mind knowing you and your family will be taken care of and protected. I'm Mike Connors, founder of Connors & Sullivan. People don't plan to fail, they fail to plan. The time to plan is now. I'm Beth Connors. Call today for a free initial consultation with one of our experienced lawyers. Connors & Sullivan in Brooklyn, Queens, Manhattan, and Staten Island. Call 718-238-6500. 718-238-6500 or connorsandsullivan.com. Welcome back to Ask the Lawyer with me, Mike Connors, still accompanied by my wife, Beth. We're still here. My son, Michael. Greetings, y'all. And again, Otto standing guard at the door here. Um, You know, one thing I forgot to mention at at the Big Cure, at the cocktail reception at the John Wayne Experience. And by the way, if you're a John Wayne fan and you're in Fort Worth, you should see the John Wayne Experience. It's an interesting, there are a lot of pictures there, family pictures and pictures of, uh, you know, different celebrities. There's one picture there about John Wayne's 40th anniversary in, uh, in film, and there are a lot of stars that were there to congratulate him. They took a picture of it. And there's some guys you don't think of as being, you know, associated with John Wayne, like Fred McMurray and Clint Eastwood and Michael Caine. Lawrence Harvey, of course, he was in the Alamo, but, and then Ernest Borgnine and you know, the, I guess, actors that were around maybe during filming of whatever movie they were doing back in uh, 1970. Well, ni- yeah, around 1970, 1969. You know, once you get up, when you're talking about all those actors, there are very few that get to that that caliber. And I, I would just think you'd know, you'd love being with other people that... Um, it's not that you know they're as good as you are, but that it is a very choice group of people who work very hard at their craft and who are very good at it. 
So I can imagine that, you know, they like being together. Yeah, and then there were some of the costumes from some of uh, John Wayne's films, you know, and including Sands of Iwo Jima and Big Jake and um, the horse soldiers and whatever, the, the uniform from the horse soldiers. So it's an interesting experience. If you're a John Wayne fan, you should take a look at it if you're in Fort Worth. I don't know if you want to make a trip just for that, but maybe it's worth it if you're a big John Wayne fan. Certainly it's a part of it, but it's in the, the old stockyards area. Mm-hmm. It's not downtown Fort Worth. And we also had the opportunity to um, speak to Melinda Wayne Munoz's children, and that was a treat for me because uh, Melinda, I, uh, we, we had meals with her a few times, spoke to her on the phone a couple of times, and, and she was really... A very genuinely nice Lovely person, lady. a good Lovely person, lady. good religious person, very strong faith, and that's what we were talking about with her, you know, with her children. So, and we may have her daughter on about an upcoming movie project of hers, yeah. as well as the star. We talked with both of them, so we're gonna we're gonna be in touch with them, and we'll see. You may be hearing from them on Connor's Corner at some point. Okay. Now, what we're talking about, we're talking about charitable giving, and. You know, a point came up, which is probably worth repeating. Like we talked about New York State. There's no New York State estate tax under seven, uh, almost under $7 million. But once you go over $7 million, New York State really hits you. And what some people are doing in those circumstances, let's say your state, of course, you never know what, how much your estate's going to be worth when you pass away because, you know, let's say your real estate is worth $2 million today, and next year it might be worth $2.2 million, or it might be worth $1.8 million, or f- depending on some circumstances, it might be worth $2.5 million. But what some people do in their estate planning, and it's called a Santa Claus, and basically what it is is if, let's say, somebody dies, we'll, we'll say, you know, got a, a, six, a $7.2 million estate net, they give $300,000 in taxes, and you, you do it by formula, whatever it gets you to tax free. So let's say you give $300,000 to charity with a $7.2 million estate. That way, charity gets $300,000, and believe it or not, you may get either a refund on your taxes or not pay your taxes and save two to $300,000 in your taxes. And sometimes when you do the numbers, it's possible to give away $200,000 in charity and get a $300,000 refund which I know it makes no sense, but New York State tax credits and numbers doesn't make a lot of sense. So, you know, we work with what we have. And that's one thing that some people, again, with wealth, and by wealth, I'm talking about $7 million, which is not as much as you might seem. You know, like you say, what's part of my estate? You know, a lot of people think, well, my house is not part of my estate, is it? Yes, it is. Uh, My IRA with beneficiaries, that's not part of my estate. Yes, it is. My insurance policy, that's not part of my estate. Yes, it is. It's all part of your estate. And now if you add it all up and you're under $7 million, there's no tax. But if you're over, New York State really hits you with a tax. And that's where you need to do some planning. And like I said, some people, if in that borderline area, you know, where they're in that, they, there's that cliff, you fall off the cliff, you really get killed in taxes. To get off the cliff, what you can do is leave some money to charity and then get below the cliff. And like I said, by giving $200,000 to charity, you could save $300,000 in taxes. So, 
again, if you're in that area, you want to do some planning, you want to think like that. In other words, maybe, you know, obviously those of us who have children, we want to leave most of our assets to our children. But at the same time, you know, like if you're on that point and you give $200,000 to charity and you save $300,000 in taxes, I think it's a no-brainer to leave it to charity. I think your kids would say that too. So, you know, and, and like I said, it's a weird world out there. New York State, the tax rates are, are kind of crazy. And I don't think, you know, they're going to change in the next couple of years to our benefit. I'm pretty well, I'm pretty sure it's not going to change to our benefit until at least the next governor's election, if it will change then. And I have very little faith in the governing system of New York State. I really do. So we can hope for the best, but I really don't hope, you know, I, I really have hope, no hope for New York State and its tax. Look, we try our best. You know, we say our prayers. We we try to say what's really happening. And um, you don't want to. I hope these I hope these people who are making such awful decisions um, did so because they thought they were going to work. And I'm just praying that they realized they didn't work and try to do something else. That's that's what I'm hoping for. By the way, in talking about the business side, if you want to call for an appointment to talk to me about estate taxes and saving on estate taxes, give us a call at 718-238-6500, 718-238-6500. We'll talk it over. I do not want your children, I do not want your heirs to pay more in taxes than they need to. I, you know, I just talked to somebody today who wrote a check out to the IRS for $3 million. And oh. that, that hurts. You know, it, it hurts me. Um, there was there was a plan to it, and a rational decision was made on it. But still, I mean, I don't want to be seeing your kids write a check out to the IRS and New York State taxes. Uh, it, not if we can help it, not if we can save it. Yes, we got to pay our taxes. There's no question about that. But we don't want to pay more than we need to pay. And we want to do our best to try to minimize these estate taxes, minimize any kind of taxes, income taxes, whatever. When you come in, what I want to do is make sure that your kids pay the least amount of taxes they need to pay legally. Yeah, we might push the envelope a little bit in certain arguments and things like that. We want to do it legally, but we still want to pay the least amount we need to pay legally. Listen, I guess the show's about over right now. We'll see you next week at the same time and places. Thank you for listening to Ask the Lawyer. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Thank you so much for joining us.
Kevin McCullough, are you or your parents' assets protected from nursing home bills? Did you know these bills can exceed $15,000 a month? People work their entire lives to live comfortably in retirement, but when people become ill and need to go to a nursing home or receive home care, the bills can drain their assets, leaving many people bankrupt. The good news is that you can prevent that from happening if you plan in advance. Connors and Sullivan's lawyers can customize a plan that specifically protects your interests, including your home. Schedule a free comprehensive telephone consultation with Mike Connors to discuss your issues and concerns from the security of your home. Call today, 718-238-6500, 718-238-6500. Don't let nursing home bills take your life's savings and leave you and your loved ones bankrupt. Don't wait another minute. Mike Connors can take you through the process by telephone and start a plan designed for you today. That's 718-238-6500. 718-238-6500. The preceding pre-recorded program paid for by Connors & Sullivan Attorneys at Law, PLLC. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 